you know, we have to weigh the um, marketplace this summer, what Alfred could command and where we are, and if that fits into our plans going forward. So understanding where we are as a team, what we're looking at, our curve, we felt it was best to pursue options, and, um, you know, this is what we decided to do. It sucks, you know, because I was really um, close to him. Our families are close. It's the right decision, and because I knew, I knew, I know the both stories from his camp and from our front office. So I'm really, extremely happy for him because I know he's going to go uh, well for him. And welcome everyone to another edition of Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, Jeff Turner, David Steele, all here with you the day after the NBA trade deadline. It has come and gone, and the Orlando Magic making what I would consider a significant move. Certainly moving a. a a core piece, and uh, a new era begins here in Magic Basketball. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on the NBA trade deadline in general, a number of moves made on the trade deadline. But are you guys trade deadline guys? Are you glued to your phone all the time? You're always like guys, like right? right. You never put it down or walk away from it, right, on the deadline? Well, some of us are, and some of us I, not so much. I got in trouble yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Listen, I, he went I was AWOL glued. For a couple hours. I was glued, right? Like I was, you know, I was watching, I was listening, I was reading. But about 2 o'clock, I thought, well, eh, Magic aren't going to do anything now. We didn't feel like it was. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go get a workout. I'm just going to leave my phone and everything. I get done with my workout at 3, and David's like texting. You guys are texting. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what I just happened? put my phone down for an hour. Bad move. Bad move. Bad move. David called him out on it. You yes, can't separate yourself from your phone <laughs> on the trade are deadline. Are you kidding me? It's the, it's an hour before the trade deadline, and you turn your phone off? <laughs> well, normally I <laughs> that have. Was great. Here's the thing. Where, where I work out, they have ESPN on. I thought, well, if anything happens, I'll see it. They had ESPN two on, oh. and it was the Eagles parade. So of course, that's what it was. I was watching. Uh, uh, you know well, what this nobody proves cares to, to see that. I was, it just occurred to me. You know what this proves? <laughs> What's that? Everybody thinks that we know everything. True. Right? Everybody true. thinks you know that we know. We knew like three days earlier that yeah. Alfred Payton was going to get traded. Yeah. Right. Right. Not one of us had any idea. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to be honest too. I I asked Joel Glass earlier in the day. I'm like, should I not go to lunch? Should I? Because typically on a game day, like I'll go grab some lunch, go home, get my clothes, come back. Yeah. T- so I didn't leave yesterday, and I said, are we okay? Like, should I go to lunch? And Joel looks at me and he goes, Yeah, you're fine. Like everything's we're, we're probably not going to do anything. I'm like, okay. Now those guys are all still working. It's not sure. like they they're not working the whole time. And clearly, I, I, it was to something. Like you said, <laughs> I, I caught me off guard because I had figured we were going into the game and everything was fine and we weren't going to do anything. But mm-hmm. alas, well, it's we interesting. Did, we I did. think I think it'd be fun to revisit in a little bit your perspective on it and how you kind of work with with the front office and maybe some press releases you've written over the years that never got released. There's a lot. <laughs> I finally right. cleaned them all out one day because I got tired of looking at them. Some of them were pretty good. That'd be good. Oh, I yeah. def- you, that that could have been a book. You should have done it. I know it. I know. There's a lot of things I should have done in 20-something years you, that I haven't done. you got a whole <laughs> a lot of things. Oh, there's still time. You still you got there? 30 more years, so you, oh, can, hang, you can hang on. All right, well, well, what do you guys think? So the magic, the, be the like magic, Harvey Pollock yeah, the magic. Goodness. That's what he's been saying for years. I'm going to be Harvey Pollock yeah, of PR. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh boy, it's a bad look. I won't be here to see that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think many of us I, will. I don't think I will either. I don't think many of us will. <laughs> I don't think I will either. 
just point me in the direction of the court, George says. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, what do you guys think? Uh, by now, we all know the Magic sending Alfred Payton of the Phoenix Suns for a second-round pick. Uh, it's the second most favorable of three teams. It's looking to be about an early 40s in the second round there. David, your, your thoughts? Four years in the books for Alfred Payton, and I, I know we all... Love him as a person, a terrific character guy. It's always hard to say goodbye to guys like that, and and we certainly wish him the best. Yeah, he, he's truly a good guy, a uh, good person. I, I love his family, and <clears throat> I'm going to really miss seeing Alfred Sr. around. You I looked you know, choked I up hope, there, didn't you? I hope not. Well, I got a little froggy. <laughs> but uh, I, I do. I did enjoy Alfred as a person. I think he, sure. uh, we saw him grow up a lot, don't you think? Absolutely. In the last three-plus years as a, as a human being. So that's always fun when you see young men mature and, and become uh, – you know, just uh, more mature human beings. So uh, on a human level, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, getting to know him in the last, especially the last couple of years when he got comfortable uh, as a professional athlete. So I'm going to miss him personally and uh, just wish him the very best. I'm sorry it didn't work out for him in Orlando, but, you know, my hope for Alfred is that he goes to a new location and is able to accomplish some of the things that he wasn't able to accomplish as a player here. You know, I think it, we all know he's got to be, uh, he's got to be a, a premier defender, or he's got to be able to shoot the ball better from the perimeter. W- you know, one one or both of those things. If he can, if he can do both, then he becomes really a special point guard in the NBA. Um, so the Magic uh, clearly have decided they they it's time to go in a different direction, and so here we go. Like you said, it's it's kind of a new era. But I wish Elford the best. I really hope that he becomes uh, everything that he wants to become. Yeah, I I was sad to see him go because you you know like you get to know these guys after right three four years and it's that's actually the time where you start to feel comfortable with them. I I feel bad for him because he just did not have a lot of success as a team here, and that obviously led to part of the decision to move forward. So, but you also wonder the the, the place he's going. He has an opportunity to really put his stamp on that team, but that's another team that's that's hasn't had a lot of wins over the last three, four years. And it, it, looking at that roster, I wonder what direction they're going in moving forward too. Uh, it's interesting. I, and I echo you, all of y'all's sentiments about, you know, missing him as a, a young man and watching him grow and um, all of that. But, you know, I don't, I don't think this is a negative for Alfred Payton. I as, agree. I, you know what I mean? As a, as a former player, He's got an opportunity now moving to reinvent himself. Um, but, you know, it's all on him, obviously. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you're in a situation, you get pigeonholed. Uh, you can, you can't do this. This is what you are. And when you get a chance to move and kind of grow, you can go in with a new attitude and say, okay, this is how I want to be perceived. This is, you know, the perception I want to be in the NBA. Um, and I think you can re- reinvent yourself. So I think this is a, a, a tremendous opportunity for him um, in a contract year um, to finish the season out and really, um, you know, change the narrative on Alfred Payton from the things that, you know, can't defend, whatever it is. Um, it's all in his, you know, it's in his court now. Um, yeah, you're right. And you mentioned the wins and losses. And, and I think I look at this roster and, and you think maybe there's some guys that we need to get a break from. I thought maybe going into the deadline, this roster may look completely different. If I'm Alfred, I may need a break from this, <laughs> really, if yeah. you think about it. And to your point, JT, he could go there, reinvent himself. Um, I think the hair is going to be an interesting thing moving forward. What does that look like? I mean, by the time we do this, maybe it's changed. By the time he puts on a Phoenix jersey, maybe this summer it'll be different. Maybe it doesn't affect him at all, and and it'll be the same for the rest of his career. Defense, the 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 field goal. I mean, one of the 
one of the highest field goal percentages of any guard in the NBA. He has grown as a play, as a player, hasn't he? On yeah, the well, offensive what he's end. done offensively, offensively. Is he has uh, he has figured out where the spots where he can score. Yeah, he's a smart he's a smart guy. He he really is. He's a smart basketball player. He sees the floor well. He's a very good passer, and he's figured out how he can be successful offensively without a reliable outside shot. So that's that's a great credit to him. Um, it, and he's going to a great situation in Phoenix where. He's at his best when the tempo is really fast. Absolutely. When you're flying up the floor, and that, that's when he can really be successful. And that's the way they want to play. And so if the deci- I, think, I think it's a good spot for if him the in de- that regard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And if the decision is made, you're not going to move forward with Alfred. Don't you have to get something? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. You now yeah, have an absolutely. asset that you, that you can move forward with. I think that, I think that yesterday proved what the market is. You know, like a lot of people were up in arms saying, well, goodness gracious like you guys picked him number 10 or you traded for him and he was number 10 and you gave up a first and all you got back was a second round pick well what if you got back nothing which could have been exactly what you you know you you let the you know let the season play out and you let him go into restricted free agency and then you get nothing back then then what then what was your value for him so i think obviously they jeff weltman and john hammond and, and the rest of our front office felt like that was the best available, you know, return for for a guy that they weren't going to bring back. I'm always interested in people's reaction to a second round pick. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, as well. I mean, I've I've heard it called a lot of different things, like it's nothing. Well, it is. It is an asset. You can you can tell by the way the general managers around the league perceive it. I mean, you think about it. A first round pick, if you have that and you exercise it. You're locked in. There's that's a four year guaranteed financially, financially guaranteed financially, right. for that guy. Right. If True. you can get find that's a good point. Find a gym in, you know, in a high second round pick, which this, you know, it could be if you were looking at 40, 41, wherever that may fall, um, you're not guaranteed with that guy. You don't have to lock him in. You can kind of explore maybe a one or two year deal, run him down to uh, Lakeland or or whatever. Uh, it's an asset. I mean, we we've seen second rounders around the league that are pretty good. You know, my favorite right now um, is the uh, the kid down in Miami, Josh Richardson, who's turned yeah. out to be a heck of a two way player. Yeah, right. That was a second round pick that Miami has developed into a pretty good player. I mean, uh, I'm not sure where they got him. I think it was in the forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40s. so maybe forty. I mean, yeah, you you never know um, where these things are, but it is something. I, you know, people say, "Oh, we just gave him away." No, we we got an asset. Which, to your point, George, you got to get something. Yeah, right? you if can't you can't not get anything. If you're going to move away from him, you've got to get something. So, I, but I, I think it was a harsh realization for some of our fans. Maybe yeah. what our guys, their perception of what our roster is worth. To maybe what the reality of it is, I, and I think a lot of teams experience that. I think we have a lot of that. As uh, the fan base, I think has a lot of that. I think our our staff, not not saying our basketball staff, but I think a lot of our staff members, <laughs> yeah. look around and they go, "Oh, what, why? Well, all we got was a, a you know a second rounder." But I, I think they have an inflated view right. of what you know maybe some of these guys are worth, and yeah. unfortunately, like the wins and losses to me. Have shown what you know what the value has been a lot you know for the for the Magic players unfortunately. Well, a lot of it too is the timing because the timing. you know at, at this point right now there are a lot of teams that uh, just aren't ready to make uh, you know significant uh, decisions in regard to personnel. So, um, but but we felt like our front office felt like now was the time to get what you could get for Alfred, uh, and uh, so so that that's the move. And, you know, Jeff Weltman said after the game the other night. 
after the Atlanta game, he said that you know the market determined what we yeah. got for him. Right. You know that it's not as if we made one phone call. Right. Uh, this is not uh, what I, Jeff said. Right. But, but that's what he implied. We didn't just call Phoenix and said, "Okay, let's do a deal." No, there you know, was, they they checked the league, and that that's what the market would bear. Right. Did it surprise you that Scott Perry, who's in New York, went Emmanuel Moutier? It, it, it's it's he was part of the regime under Rob Hennigan. Arguably, this might have been his guy above anybody, and to to not to not go down that road. Seemingly, maybe they did have communication. We have no idea, but they went Moutier uh, instead of EP. Kind of surprising. You don't know. Well, you don't know what you don't know what we were looking to get back for Alfred sure. Payton if oh, they absolutely. called for Alfred Payton. Which absolutely. I you know I all the teams talk to each other. It's not like we didn't you know like like Jeff and David just said. It's not like we just said. Okay, Phoenix, what do you got? Yeah. Okay, we'll give you a we second. We just want to send All him right, to Phoenix. Sounds yeah. good. Like, that's not the way this works. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming that, you know, they probably called us looking for Alfred, and we probably asked for something, and they said they didn't think, they thought that price was too high, and then they went and found something that worked for them, which was Moutier. But. And, and if you nobody gets excited about a second round pick, I get that you don't get all right. We got this is what we got for Alfred. I, it doesn't move the needle as far as that goes. But I think we all know you, you now you're in that category. You could get a four year guy. You could get a proven guy. Aren't you in that area where you can get Malcolm Brogdon was what thirty five and Nikola Jokic was forty one. He was the forty first pick. So you could get a you, you could get a, an international guy. You could get a guy with experience. You can get somebody at forty one. Well, like uh, we had John Hammond on our last podcast, and what he said was, if you remember, um, if we do a deal, he said it's not going to be probably yeah. a deal that helps us right away. It would right. be something that would help us potentially three or four years down the road. So I think they've cleared the decks. They've said uh, that Alfred is not the future point guard. Obviously, they traded him. And uh, so we're going in a different direction at the point guard position. So not only you're talking about what we might draft at 40 or 41, whatever it is, but you're also now clearing the decks to take this thing in a different direction with a, with a different Correct. starting point guard, whether right. it's D.J. Augustine, which it is for now. But, mm. you know, D.J. is a guy that started 200 games at the point guard position in his NBA career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're in pretty good hands at that spot for the rest of this season. And then there, in the draft there are very viable options at the point guard position, and, and now you're, you're a player in the free agent market for a veteran point guard if, if you don't draft one in the draft. And, and don't overlook the fact that John and Jeff used the term asset. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we may not use it. That's we may point. not yeah, draft that's anybody. That's kind of my point. We yeah, could package we, it. We yeah. could package it for right. something else. I mean, that, again, we may not value it as fans, but general managers across the league value these picks and so attaching it to something else um, what we do know is they're probably not done what's interesting you look at the Knicks traded a guy that was an all all NBA rookie first team for two second rounders they valued those two second round picks and uh, that's kind of where this has gone so now you have two decisions he was kind of one of three major decisions you had to make as a front office at the end of the year Aaron Gordon and Mario Hazonia are the others uh, you, you've now you're not going to tie up money long term in Alfred Payton, but I would imagine you're going to make a significant contribution to Aaron Gordon. I would think you'd want to keep him around, and you still have to evaluate for 28, 29 games Mario Hisonia and see if if there could potentially be a future here for him or not. And that's not to say that those guys weren't shopped yesterday either. Oh, absolutely, I, 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 absolutely. I, this you got to look at the whole ride. Just sure. because we moved on the point guard doesn't mean we're not going to move on the power forward or we're going to move. Sure. I, I think 
the roster right now is still in question for them for next year. So well, let's, we'll let's see, be right? honest. Like, be honest. There's probably what what number would you put league wide players that were that were you know the team said don't even ask about him. 10, 20? <laughs> around the whole league? The whole yeah. league. Yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe I, maybe I, more than 10. Maybe Everybody's not. available for the right price. Exactly. The, the, Blake Griffin I, was available yeah, for the that's Yeah, and that's we, hasn't, yeah, that's the point is that everybody has oh, a price. I'm not saying he stay, you still – I'm just saying you have a decision to make. You, you He may sure. not come back, but you – if you do bring Aaron back, there's probably a high number that comes with that. And and Mar- I guess more than anything, it's Mario. I, I kind of thought Mario might be a guy that would go. If he, if he wasn't part of the future, same thing. Try to get an asset for him. Could he still not be part of the future? Do you guys look at that at all and say, well, maybe they maybe this is a guy that comes back, or does that not does that not matter? I think you know Mario's taken advantage of an opportunity yeah. and, and has played very well for us. You know, again, looking at long term which Jeff and John are doing, does he fit into what they're talking about? We're seeing him develop, which good for Mario, right? Like mm, Absolutely. He's, he's creating value, hopefully, hopefully, around the league. It may not be where John and Jeff need it to be right now, but he's getting an opportunity. He's creating value for himself. So, you know, hopefully that he'll have a long NBA career. Um, but we really you know, we kind of touched on it. We don't know. Right, um, right. We can guess and assume where Jeff and John really want to take this. Well, if you're another team at trade deadline, and, and we're, let's say, we've assuming that we shopped uh, for, for the right deal, pretty much anybody on the roster, uh, and you're another team, why would you give up an asset for Mario Hazonia when he will be an unrestricted free agent? Yeah, I probably wouldn't. In, That's yeah, true. In, That's in true. four months. I probably months. wouldn't. So, uh, you know, there, there, there you go. I mean, why, uh, why would you do that? So Mario is going to be able to his advantage now. I mean, he's going to be able to pick where he wants to go, he and his agent. Because he's an unrestricted free agent. Yep. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. So that so now you have two roster spots. You still have your two way roster, and you have uh, another roster spot. So you're you're at 15. You can go to 17. I guess you you throw a couple of point guards. Do you think onto that mix? Maybe call some guys up from from Lakeland. Where where do you think we fill those those holes? I think we have to add a point guard just for depth sake, right? We have to we have to at least maybe have a third point guard in case DJ or because if DJ or Shelvin, you know, knock on wood here, go down over the last thirty games, well, there haven't been many injuries around the league, so that's not highly <laughs> highly unlikely. <laughs> right? Right? And we the haven't had any. Have been completely healthy all year yes. long, yeah. so right, right. Um, you know, I would think you would you would look to to add a young, you know, and and there's a couple guys down in Lakeland. You know, Rodney Purvis and Troy Copain. I mean, those could be guys that you either flip into a two-way contract or you you, you bring them up outright. I don't, you know, I don't know what their their plan is because they obviously want to keep some players down there too to stay competitive. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do. And buyouts, guys get bought out, and, sure. you, and you don't know where that's going to be interesting to watch yeah. the buyout market and everything. So, um, and there there are guys out there. I mean, we can. I don't know if we're finished with the Magic, but look at what Detroit did. Yeah. Um, you know, making. One more move to get Jameer Nelson absolutely uh, in there. Just well, let's know. do that. Let's go around the league. But first, I want you guys to hear something. This happened on Magic Drive Time, my daily oh, radio this show. Is, have you guys know about this? No. The Orlando Magic playing the Cleveland Cavaliers the day before the trade deadline, and listen to my guest and what was prophesied. This is a must-win game for the Cleveland Cavaliers because if they drop this one to the Orlando Magic tonight, that team may blow up by Thursday. Yeah. 
That wow. Was, that was me, by the way. That was George Galate saying, if we... I if, recognize the voice. If we... If we... <laughs> that was I, I him. George. That was, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> saying, if we beat the Cavs, that roster may look entirely different, and that is exactly what happened. What do you guys make of that? Well, I mean, we... George, what do you make of it? I'm you, a you genius. It. You're a genius. What more I'm can you genius. say? What else do I need to say? All I right, let's move on, on to Detroit. I said it on Tuesday. <laughs> but did you expect that? No, now, I, I was semi-joking. Sure. I thought that there would just be – I didn't expect six, seven guys to move off their roster yesterday. Did you? Have you seen anything like that? That's crazy. What Pretty about amazing. the timing of it all? I mean, it all happened within 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was just like boom, bing, boom, bing, boom. Bing. Yeah. yeah. One after the next. Yeah. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't know for sure. You can't. Can never know for sure. But can could they have pulled all of that off just uh, you know in, in a in forty eight hours? Don't you think those were deals? Those were things Man. they were talking with people about. Well, George Hill ha- was rumored, them. right? That yeah, was rumored yeah. the whole time. Was George Hill coming over to the Cavs? But you never heard anything about Isaiah Thomas moving on and then bring and especially going to the Lakers because that opens up the door for the Lakers now. Which they didn't have before. They just gave them a free pass. But they were six and twelve from Christmas Day until they played us. So right. it's not like our game is the thing that just made them make the deal. They they weren't very good. For, no, for, for no, six no, weeks. they they weren't. But they, but had they blown us out and then get the win, then you know they, maybe they don't do much. But you get blown out here and then. I, it was interesting. It may it may not have anything to do with it, but I think it had a lot to do. I, George, with it. But I think with it you, did. George, I do too. On it. Don't you think so? <laughs> you were on it. I think you nailed. Let's be honest. I think you nailed well, it. And I, I think, think they knew on. they were in trouble. I think they knew before we beat them. I think the combination trouble. of Houston and then us, yes, and just the way those games. That was two embarrassing, yeah, embarrassing, embarrassing losses for them. And, not, and the, well, the two true. times they beat us were by a, a combined four points. Right. I mean, they, they barely beat us the other two times. So the thing that's impressive about Cleveland is they got rid of all the guys that were playing bad. Yeah, that's crazy. They cleaned up all the guys that were playing poorly, and Isaiah, who was playing poorly and outspoken about how other guys were playing poorly, they got all of them moved. and brought changed, in. They changed their locker room. They, they did. Sure did. just completely changed their locker room because you had a lot of – veteran guys who you know have been the guy uh that all wanted a voice because they knew and those guys are all gone um so now it there is one voice now and it's lebron james like it was um before they made all these moves so i i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens now but like Dante said, they uh, like think. Look at all the dead weight they just got oh, rid of. Oh my goodness! Derrick Rose has been a problem for them all year. Not, not. I mean, who knows in the locker room? But like, is he going to play? Is he not going to oh, play? Oh yeah. Dwayne Wade was not what he was in in the past. Channing Fry, not really a contributor. Amon Shumpert. I mean, all those guys. On Amon, a bad Isaiah, deal. Isaiah Thomas. Okay, missed the first two months of the season. All those guys. It's he. They got rid of every single piece of dead weight, arguably, and brought in. Younger, more athletic, better, def- uh, just better players. It's going to take some time for them to gel, though, wouldn't you think? Like it's it's not going to be a right. quick a quick fix. <laughs> what? Okay, you go, Jordan. Or you go out, spot up over there. But you know, Larry, <laughs> when when I shoot the ball, just go get it. You know, like roll yeah. to the rim. I, you know, That's it's not plan. it's not a difficult offense to figure That's out. True, I think. Rodney That's Hood true. will will fit in very nicely there. I think that George Hill just facilitating and yeah, and yeah they got a point guard now that will guard. It will you know actually defend and try to keep opposing point guards out of the paint. Mm-hmm. So I think that He'll that's try. a good pickup. Yeah. He'll try. Right. Yeah. Right. He'll compete. Could, makes sense. Could Isaiah Thomas have done more damage in 16 games? No. Went after Kevin Love, went after Teron Lou on a day he was sick, went after 
everybody on that roster defensively and then didn't contribute anything. That, that's a boy. That's a tough sixteen. Games, as great as he was in Boston, and he he was perfect for Boston. Yes, he, he was. really was good. But uh, it just was a, a nightmare for him in Cleveland. It didn't work. It didn't look like it was ever going to work, and uh, just a bad fit, a bad mix. So, which makes the Danny Ainge deal with his ability to get Kyrie Irving look even more like a amazing deal of the century. Do you think that trade like has scarred him, Isaiah Thomas? Like, like he got traded after what he went through during that playoffs. You know, with the death of his sister, yeah. and then the playing through the hip injury and all that stuff and him trying to prove that he, you know, was a, a Celtic and then getting traded. Like, do you think in his mind he's just, like, he's ruined now where he just doesn't, I'm not going to trust anybody, I hate everybody. Like, just he was well, like a, think di- so. just a completely Hard different person. Yeah, just a completely it, different person. He's got the physical issues. He's, he's trying to come yeah. back from yeah. the significant surgery and injury. So the combination of both. Bad, bad mix. I, I'm not sure what this does for his his value and his market. You know, this is an unrestricted free agent that was expecting to get a big payday. Right. Um, you know, he's not going to get that first offer from the Lakers. They're going to save the cap space. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it'll be interesting. I, I just I find it interesting. I, I reported yesterday that his agent came out and said, you know, well, he will not be coming off the bench and everything. Yeah. It's like. Dude, you know, you're walking into a spot. They they have a point guard. Right. Yep. They know who yeah. their point guard of the future is, and that's what they want to build around. Uh, you just, at this point, you got to come in and just play. You're going to get minutes. You may not be the starter. You can't live and die on that one. I mean, Clarkson was playing more minutes than Lonzo right. Ball right. was, mm-hmm. you know, so just go in and, and play, um, I think, is, is, is more important for him. But it's interesting, I, you know, he left a spot, Boston – you got to give Brad Stevens a lot of credit. He created a defensive system that covered him up mm-hmm. a lot. You know, and That's you true. wonder, like in Phoenix, Sacramento, he was moving. There was mm-hmm. a reason Isaiah Thomas was moving. He's a terrific scorer. Brad kind of covered up those things, and yeah. he was exposed again in, in Cleveland a little bit, I think. Isn't so, it ironic that the Lakers, with the deals that they made, cleared the decks for an opportunity to, to make a run at LeBron James? Yeah, true. Right, I mean, they're, they're, you know that that's their ultimate goal is to bring in two superstars. They'll have enough money. To but do if that. LeBron James wanted to go to L.A., they'd find a way to clear the decks anyway, wouldn't they? I mean, I I, I just this, feel like uh, this this, yeah. this help this clearly helps the Lakers. I don't know why. I, if the, Cleveland of all teams helped the Lakers. Yeah, but I I think that if LeBron wanted to go there, it didn't matter whether it was Cleveland or why. They got some assets back. I think that's all Cleveland should care about, really. You know, I mean it. Magic and is in. Blink are going to clear the decks. If LeBron, yeah. through his agents, says, you know what, I want to be in L.A. next year, they're going to find move a way. the <laughs> yeah, earth to find a way to there make is, well, They've done it now. They've yeah. done yeah. it now. There isn't a team that's Absolutely. not going not gonna to clear the deck to bring him in. Yeah. How about our old buddy Jameer? I had to been demoralized going from New Orleans to Chicago and wasn't going to be a part of it. wasn't even going to play this year. He chose New Orleans because he wanted to help them get to the postseason. They were playing well. They were sixth in the, in the West when he gets traded. Now he gets reunited with Stan. He's going to play with Blake Griffin, and he's going to have a chance to get that team uh, into the postseason in the Eastern Conference. That, that's that's a pretty cool story. That's great for him, isn't it? I mean, we love Jameer, and for him to have a chance to be on a team that's competing for a playoff spot um, and playing in a veteran, you know, a veteran team of guys that are you know all fighting for the same purpose and everything. I, I think that's uh, this is a good fit for him. How does he help them locker room wise? with what he brings. How does he help that group get over the hump? 
Well, you know, I mean, he's one guy that's been with Stan a long time, so he can kind of manage Stan's expectations and, you know, an understanding there of, you know, the message, don't, you know, love the message, don't hate the messenger kind of thing. (laughs) Don't hold it. You know, I mean, and and appreciate it. So I think that's a big part. I mean, you want guys that have had success under your head coach, I think. That's, That's always good. That's true. No, that's a good point. Did you guys ever flirt in that finals run of adding anybody? I don't think you made a, a deadline deal move, but was there talk of we need this or that or that's we, that's a we difficult. We had Daryl Armstrong somewhere along in the way, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, a couple of years, a couple of, maybe the year before that run to the finals, Daryl was added, but I don't think anybody thought Daryl was going to be uh, no. sure. You know, at that time, that it was a year or two later before he really burst on the scene. All Daryl did I don't was wear that anybody. canary suit. Yeah, that's all. Was Darryl there something you felt? Well, I mean, we added after uh, we added Horace um, the year we went to the sure, first, sure, correct, and in '94 yeah. that was our big. But was this agent signing? But everybody, this the whole deadline deal thing is such a thing now, and you got to add some pieces, and guys get bought out. Was it that way no. during no, that run? No. So there wasn't that. Hey, we got you we needed this. No, yeah. didn't know. I, I was thinking back in my time as a player. You know, you, you had no idea. You know, like there, we we know so much going in. Right. You know, we hear all the rumors, and you know, you got the all the sources out there, the guys that have an NBA connection and everything. And they're, you know, there were no Woj so bombs. In, back there's then. no <laughs> Woj bombs. There's nobody <laughs> That's saying. True. That's you know, true. League, that guy's unbelievable. League sources say you know Cleveland is shopping this and everything. He didn't know any of that, so maybe there was more tension, I guess, at the uh, <laughs> at the trade deadline because you had no idea. You know, speaking of Woj, like speaking of Woj bombs, I Woj had it two minutes after I was told at my desk, like literally two minutes, because I had incredible. the computer on all day, and that's when I got told that this is what we were going to do, and yeah. I and I scrolled down and refreshed, and then Bing, it was up there exactly as I was just told, and I was like, well, I guess he knows. Yeah, that was obviously between so, between two and three o'clock when I chose to work out exercise. Yeah, well, good for you though. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's good right. for you. You got to get dedicated. them on. Somebody. Well, JT's fitness doesn't wait for anybody. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Does obviously. What's the worst press release you had written? The Magic are set to acquire Omer <sighs> Ashik. Boy, oh boy, the wor- the worst one. The worst. The anything, anything. The one you're glad uh, didn't, entertaining. didn't come. I can't. I, I don't know if I can divulge. I can't divulge. <laughs> any particular? Yeah, you got to. You got to be co- careful there. I've had some coaches that I've written down in the past. Your buddy's was, trying to throw. Trying to get you in trouble here. I know, and I'm not taking the. Well, bait. no, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't, if you're not. If you're no. going to get in trouble, but what well, can you say about that do process? It, do it. I can say that don't there's a it. lot of things that there's a lot like every, don't do like we said before you you look at it and be like oh all the magic did was was have Alfred Payton go to Phoenix there's probably four or five or six things that are in the hopper that you think this is close to See, get, that's something but that pro- doesn't get you in but trouble here's, here's that's the, good stuff here's the funny thing though is that and I've learned to, to I've learned to kind of temper his expectations Joel Glass loves to <laughs> hear, proactive hear something and say got to get this ready we got to get this ready get this bio done get this release done we, we're gonna need this I'm like okay that's cool like that's fine but I'm I'm I can punch out a press release pretty quick these days. I I, I have a system and I can uh-huh. I can knock it out as fast as anybody. I like to think. <laughs> so I now na- I've had so many press releases that are in my folder, my H drive here at the Magic office. Whether it's we're hiring this head coach, we're acquiring this player, we're acqu- we're trading these guys for this guy. 
I've had so many of them. Well, I've stopped doing them now because I've had, I would say 95% of them come to me and they never get done. <laughs> like it's, it's close. It's close. We're so close. And then, <laughs> and then I go to him, I go, Hey, how is that trade for so-and-so comment? Like, are we ready? And he's like, Oh, it's dead. I'm like, what do you mean? It's dead. Like you just told me, you just told me it was finished and I should <laughs> get a press awesome. release done. Can't you no. see that whole interaction happening <laughs> yeah. just yeah. like that? <laughs> no, Joel is prepared. That oh is, yes, he is. is. He, he's not going to get caught. Uh, so now he'll tell me something and I'll go, okay, that's cool. I go, let me know if it's really, really, really <laughs> close, and then I'll get it started. So there's been there has been a lot. I mean there were there was stuff yesterday. There was stuff yesterday that was that was close and then it sure. just it didn't yeah. happen. It just things don't happen. Which is probably every organization. You've got a number of deals yeah. that could happen and, and you're prepared. But is there a scenario you could bring up to Joel Glass, our chief communications officer, that he doesn't have an answer for in his phone? No, no, he's got it all there on his notes. Any kind of scenario. We've whatever, got, we've whatever got, it is. We've gone at him with everything, haven't we? Yeah, we, we had played that game one time. Mm-hmm. What if this? <laughs> yeah, what if we what if we do what this? What if uh, the side of the building falls off? Well, we got, you know, blah, 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 blah. yeah. I think I, he's got them all covered. He's got, all he's covered. got them all covered. Yep. I you think it's interesting, before we close this thing out, is just that the trade deadline, the human aspect of this thing, you know, it's a, it's a business at the end of the day, but Alfred is, obviously is a human being, has a family, and there are sentiments and, and things that are attached to that. You know, Jeff, we went at the end of at the end of your career when you thought you were going to get traded. I mean, there's there's human element to this. Jeff did get traded, and he did get traded. <laughs> he did get traded. Well, he, when when you <laughs> thought you, when you thought you were going to have to go, I should say. David loves that he story. <laughs> David loves he telling that for story. Kenny Gaddis. You had nothing left, right? You had two, well, two I, knee surgeries. No, knee I, knee surgery. just, I just come just off my knife. second knee surgery. You were done, in right? In the yes, same year, it. right? But I can't I, believe, I, you're, can't believe was, you're still alive. Tell, tell the rest of the story. Why yeah, you're you're part of NBA history, as I understand it. Well, I had just come off <laughs> my second knee surgery. Wow. I you know I basically had told the team I, I I just don't I don't think I have anything left. Oh blah blah blah. And the next thing I know, I get a call, John Gabriel, the Grim Reaper, <laughs> was over the phone, so he didn't put his arm around me. I did my job. I avoided him, which was always my strategy. Um, said, look, you know, I just want to let you know, we're just, we're, I'm trading you your rights to Vancouver for Kenny Gaddison, and I don't know if there was a pick second involved. Second round pick. A second right. round pick. So and, there's that. So you, you brought Gaddison, who couldn't play, and a second round pick. So there you go. I helped nice. the tape. But it was all Jefferson for who couldn't play. <laughs> he was wow. hurt too. He was hurt too. He had a back issue. Gotcha. But an asset, but you knees got... for back. But apparently, if you go back, I believe this is true. It was one of the very. It might be the first deal that was done just for cap, cap reasons, space. for cap space yeah. and interesting you know, assets. Yeah, and Gabe was like on that. the cutting edge of all. Yes, of that. he was. Really Think was. about what he did in '99. Clear the decks for the. So neither of us, neither of us were going. Like Kenny wasn't coming to Orlando, and I wasn't going to Vancouver. You went to to hang out with Dennis. I mean, you went to hang out with David. David. That's right, David on the radio. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do, and Dave's like, "Yeah, why don't you come sit (laughs) with me? Just start talking." So there we go. I have a funny, I have a funny Grim Grim Reaper story from this week. So Joel Glass went to go uh, say hi to Channing. Well, explain why he's the Grim Reaper if if somebody doesn't know that John Gabriel. Well. Go ahead. Yeah, let Jeff explain. Yeah, because this is what they call Gabe, the players. Right. Everybody. Yeah. John Gabriel, the, the, team. the for, former general manager. When John became the general manager of the team, you know, he was busy. And so we didn't see him a lot. Of, John started as assistant coach, so we mm-hmm. just would see him. So all of a sudden, you know, John's big time. We don't see him anymore <laughs> unless right. something's going down. <laughs> 
uh-oh, John's John's at practice. What's going to happen? He, and he sure wore enough, black a lot, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he really? did. He did. A lot of black. sure enough. A lot of black in his wardrobe. I can't tell you how many players through the years with John being Jay, and when I was a player, that, you know, it's like, uh, you know, hey, let me, let me, can I speak to you for a second? You know, and he'd pull the guy aside, and he would put his arm around him. And the next thing you know, that guy's out. <laughs> Your career died. If Gabe put out. his arm around you, you if were he touched dead. you. Oh, my <laughs> Your word. career was dead. So we started calling him the Grim Reaper. So that's, that's where fantastic. that came from. That's, that's funny. Great. That's a good one. That's great. So when we were playing Cleveland on February 6th, Joel went to go talk to Channing Fry, who's, who was on the Cavs, who just got traded to the Lakers. Well, obviously, the trading deadline was coming up, and he didn't go all the way into the locker room. He didn't. He kind of just yelled. He goes, Channing. Well, Channing thought that was one of the coaches calling him into the room to tell him he was traded. So Joel yells, Channing. And all of a sudden you hear Channing go, Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> he and he out. thought he was getting traded, but it turns out it was just Joel. Like he had four tickets for him that he was giving him for the game oh, that night. Wow, so that's he's fantastic. like, Don't worry, I'm not trading you today. I'm not trading you. And then two days later, two days later, the next day. Traded. I think it was the next day, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, oh, that's so, good. That was that's good. One. That's pretty good. Grim but, Reaper. I don't but, want Gabe touching me ever again. No, that's it. Enough of that. But along the lines of the human element, how about in. Was it 2013 when the trade deadline when we're in Dallas sitting on the, an airplane and John Hammond then with the Milwaukee Bucks is working out a trade with Rob Hennigan uh, to acquire JJ Redick that was a, that was a strange series of events wasn't it we're, we know we're sitting on the trade because something uh, sitting on the plane waiting to taxi because a deal's being done I don't think we knew much of the particulars but. Uh, then to find out, we've since heard JJ's side of it, and you know when he's sitting on the bus and being told he was going to be traded, but that that was interesting. That's the first time I'd been a part of anything yeah, like that. He came back. JJ came back through the plane and you know shook everybody's hand and said best of luck, and everybody wished him well. And he got off the plane and headed to Milwaukee. Where was it? Milwaukee. It was, was Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, that was odd. That was very strange. That was a little, right? little awkward. That whole thing was strange there. And then Josh McRoberts was in another deal, and he came on to say goodbye. And But that's what people don't see is, you know, you just look at the number. Everyone's so excited about Trey. There's a human element to this. There were players coming on our plane to say goodbye, disappointed after all. You know, J.J. had spent seven years here. This is where he grew up. This is all he knew. And there's that the kind of that human side of it that I don't think fans realize. They were so obsessed with trades. Right. You know? Names. It's, uh, you know, it's like a video game to a lot of people, yeah. I think. Well, yep. there's a family side to this too. You know, Channing, right. Channing Fry has you know been in Cleveland. His family's there with him. His kids, sure, they're going to school and everything. They can't just pull up and go. So it's you know he's kind of separating families as well. So it's a little, it's it can be uh, kind of uh, tough on players. Did you feel as sad when Josh McRoberts came back to say goodbye <laughs> as you did JJ Reddick? I, I kind of liked Three. Josh. I did. I did, did kind of like up? Josh. Josh McBobs, you know Josh McBobs. We have a history with Josh McRoberts. I liked him better when he was on Indiana on the summer league than when he was on our yeah. actual team. Yeah, <laughs> the JJ but. Redick thing never made sense to me. I never liked that deal. I love Tobias Harris, but but to come in and make that move and that decision never sat well with me. Yeah, that one uh, that was odd. That whole thing was kind of crazy. Yeah, didn't we trade uh, Felton Spencer after one game? You remember that? I think we did, and that was that was also a guy. I think he might have gotten off the plane. Is that what? Then we got Ronnie Cycling. Yes. that's yeah. right. After yeah, the first right. game in the season, it was the first game in the season. That was Gabe did that mm. deal. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's, odd too. <laughs> don't you have Reaper. a Don't Struck you have down. a good 
uh, did, when was the Anthony Avent deal? Don't you have a good story about that one, too? <laughs> no, that was during the season. We acquired Anthony That wasn't Avent. at the deadline? I don't think so. Okay. I, I would. It could have been. It was close, probably, but I, I don't remember the date. But I do remember we were in Milwaukee, and he was playing for Milwaukee when he was traded. And we went into a little room to do a – I was doing radio at the time, do a little pregame interview with him for that night's broadcast, the day he had been traded from Milwaukee to Orlando. So I think my first question was, uh, so how, you know, how, how's, how's it feel to put on that magic uniform? And he said, well, it's a little snug. But I've been told when we get back to Orlando, they'll get one that fits better. That's amazing. So from there, the interview oh, went, boy. went downhill from there. <laughs> At least you know what you're working with right out of the yeah. gates, right? So you kind of you know. cater to those. Well, what's, how about, our, what's our best deadline deal? Can we decide I think what we were is? talking we, about, I, I think it's the Ray for Alston move. I think it is, too. 2009, you lose Jameer Nelson, and, and on the trade deadline, you bring in Ray for Alston, who, you know, kind of, you didn't get Jameer back until the NBA Finals, but Ray for Alston has, became your starting point guard. You had signed Teron Liu and Anthony. That combination of Ray for Alston and Anthony Johnson, they caught, we caught lightning in a bottle for the last two months. Probably don't make the finals without that deal. No so way. That would have to go down as probably the best uh, trade deadline deal. Yeah, I would Bring think so. Bring in Ray for Alston. Teron Liu was on that roster, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had been signed in early February after Jameer had the shoulder injury, and Anthony Johnson was on the team. So those two guys were playing the point, and then – you know, the front office decided that wasn't going to be enough to do what uh, they felt like they were capable of doing. So they made the deal they were for right. Ray for Alston. But <laughs> I don't. I didn't remember some of the other names in that deal though. Kyle Lowry was in that deal because it was a three-way deal with Memphis and Houston. Right. And Kyle Lowry was in that deal, and he ended up going to Houston. And then there was a pick somewhere along the line. Right. Wound up that, being Damari Carroll. Yeah, yeah. So there were some other right. pretty good names in that trade. Yeah. That was when we. That was when we sent to Donald to Memphis, and he played a game. And then they waved him when we brought him back. Yeah, that was a good move. That for, was yeah, that, that was worked out well. But We'd, think about think about the two different scenarios. I mean, that time we're on a trajectory going toward the NBA finals. Yes, right. right. So yeah. we make a deal to keep us on that trajectory, and we're coming off the Alfred Payton thing where we're going in a different direction now. Yeah, true. And we're building for the future. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's true. all part Way of the, team the, the yeah. roller coaster of NBA <laughs> life. Way to bring it full circle. That was impressive. Way like to that. bring it. Way to bring it full circle as we wrap it up. Well, do you, do you have a? <laughs> Do you that's have what a, he does. That's amazing. The segue, <laughs> the tie. Is so, we didn't around. even practice that either. So that's practice. pretty good. Yeah. That was interesting, wasn't <laughs> it? That was something. That was something. That was something. That was, something. That, was something. that was very interesting. I know. I'd love to do a whole other podcast on Is This Anything. <laughs> that's that coming. Has become an, that's a national that's segment now, coming. George. I know. You guys are big time. I still don't. I'm, I'm on record as saying you're not blowing it out enough. Needs to be blown out more. Zach, can we, get, can we make a public... Uh, a public cry to get Zach Lowe on this podcast so we can talk about that. Can we try to do that? He's a busy guy. He's a busy try. guy. Well, he may have some downtime right now since the deadline. That's true. Is the passed. deadline's over. Yeah, we can try that. We'll okay. Try it. Well, listen. It looks like on on Sunday we're flying into a blizzard, right? Going into Chicago. So I. So it's interesting as you think about a soup of the month. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, does it need to be a cold weather? Are you? It's been eighty but degrees 80 in Orlando. Degrees so where, where do now, you? You need something hot, something warm. Sally just did a great uh, hot uh, sausage. It was a cream base with a really hot, spicy sausage in it. Wow. Something like that would be good in Chicago this week. <laughs> that would be good. Are Can you, you bring some? Yeah, bring a no, I'm not bringing any. It's no? gone. I, we ate all of it. Man. I feel like another batch <laughs> would be great by Sunday. <laughs> mighty, mighty nice there. Hot has uh, has some nice soup. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah in they the, do. In, well, I'm not getting out of the What's hotel. it called? You know, 
Mighty Nice Cafe. Come oh, on. yeah. Okay, the, yeah. The hotel where oh, we yeah. Stay. That's where you, yeah. you, you old guys go all the time. Yeah, I know. Mighty Nice Mighty Cafe nice. sounds lame. I'm not up at, I'm not up at 5.30 for breakfast, so I, I miss those so much. I don't eat soup for breakfast. <laughs> but you would We're if you could. Uh, I do, I do join them for lunch. I do love joining yeah. you guys for lunch. JT, you got a dessert? You got a, where are you, where, where do you go now? I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not really thought much about desserts here. I'm still coming off still of working Christmas. Still working out. Yeah, the sugar high and still in my I got some of that bread pudding from the media room. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Dante, Dante, George. Yeah. Don't you the like media that, room. Yeah. Yes. Can you go wrong with just having cookies? Seriously. Right. I would agree with that. I think we overdo it sometimes in our media dining and everything. Yeah. You need yeah. something quick that you can just pick just up. Just a cookie. Just give me a good, good oatmeal cookie. raisin cookie. Yeah. That's yeah. the key, though. They, sometimes good cookie. some teams put out, and you know who you are, you put out the cookies from, from, the, from the tin, from yeah. the tin, and they're That's, all separated, and they're yeah. horrible. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> How about this? Maybe we can, can we commit to that? You want the next podcast to be about the best and worst media meals? Well, ours is right up there. Yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as bottom five. <laughs> I'm going to throw us right under the I'm bus. Not, I'm not going there. I'm going to throw us right under You know who you I'm, are. You I'm know who you are, Amway Center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's you're, the media meal. That's you're doubling down. I think it's perspective. He's just, wondering who he's just doubling right down on it. we got to step it up down there. Come on. I was thinking take us out of it and rate the other 29, but. You oh, just doubled just right down right on it. 30, I like it. Okay, right, well, very good. Now we very can read the other 29, though. Oh, we'll, kick, we'll kick that around. I've we'll enjoyed working with George on this <laughs> podcast. It's, it's been Listen, nice. if there's one it's thing that's going to get me fired, it's not going to be for criticizing the food. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, for sure. There's a myriad of other things that could <laughs> I happen. i got a laundry list. Dante oh, was trying to get you fired earlier. I know. I didn't I didn't fall for you that one. You didn't bite on it. But the food one got to me more than the other thing did. That's a hot button. That's a hot button. That grinds my gears. All righty, guys. Well, good. Good job. We'll uh, enjoy the all-star break, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene the three of us, minus George, <laughs> here in a couple weeks, all right? Well, that was fun. It's cool George is bringing the cookies. Yeah, for right from a tin. Welcome aboard, Josh Cohen. Welcome <laughs> aboard. We'll see you guys.